All right, all right, all right. Let's see what we've got. A podcast for the fellas. Ladies can listen if they're not too jealous. Three warlocks that like to talk. A destiny podcast that you will like. Okay, guardians, start your party. Get your weapons and move your body. A podcast comes by you wish to test it. But you in a tower like you with one dexter. Well, starts dropping, they starts popping. Grab your mic and hit the mute button. Now you know that you're in luck. The show is called Three Warlocks. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Three Warlocks podcast. I am your host, Vega, and today we have another episode, and it's episode 24 of our long-standing show, the Three Warlocks podcast. So we want to welcome you guys in, and I want to introduce my other co-host with me, that is uh, Snail and Ness. How are you guys doing today? Hello. Hello. Thank you. Good. We have some fancy, we have some fancy new backgrounds, if you guys can see them, look at this. They're That's nice. me. Yeah. I want to thank our um, artist who did this, commissioned this for us. That is Ness. Thank you so much for doing these little backgrounds. Uh, the people who are going to watch the YouTube video are going to get this treat of uh, seeing the background. Pretty nice. It's a Three Warlocks podcast official background. Boom. So yeah. that's really cool. Uh, well, we have a pretty good show this week, guys. Um, the TWAP wasn't as large. A lot of information. I, I keep saying that every week. wasn't as large, but a lot of information. Wasn't as large, but a lot of information. But this is actually um, some good news in here that we can discuss, and we're we're, we're going to be doing that in this episode. Um, but before we do that, did you guys have anything exciting happen this week to you guys? Last time we talked, was Saturday, birthday. I believe. Hey, that's right! Happy birthday to Winsnail two two six eight. Let's give it up to my man Winsnail. Happy birthday! Thirty five, right? Thirty five again. Thirty five again. I don't yeah. be thirty five again. He doesn't want to be 35 again. I don't want to be 35 again. No. Really? No. I'm going to be any age again. Uh, mid-20s, probably. Yeah. No way. No oh, way. yeah. Yeah. Nah. I was Do still trying to figure myself be... out. Mid-30s was good. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, your birthday was on the 30th, correct? 31st. 31st. Yeah. Awesome. I know one of our friends of the show has a birthday today. We're actually celebrating the... Um, we're celebrating excuse me we're doing our episode back on our normal time which is friday evening so those folks who like to take those saturday walks you know can listen to the episode talking about you rob um anyway yep. so uh, yeah we were just talking about this duke is cool today is his birthday we want to send awesome. a birthday, duke. shout out Happy to duke birthday. and also um shout out to, to to snail whose birthday is today uh that's very interesting people who have birthdays on on uh like early in the year because i was thinking god if your birthday was yesterday but it's april fool's day that was oh like, the hardest thing ever like, you were adopted what <laughs> <laughs> well funny i said that because i have a, parent, a I would use that one. <laughs> no, funny, funny you say that and i have a story to tell you guys um i usually play a, a prank on my my family especially my wife and my kids you know my kids are old enough i decided to do a prank on my my entire family we have this text group that we all talk on and we send each other messages, videos and stuff. So what I decided to text early in the morning was like, hey, um, just want to let everybody else know before the news get out there. Uh, my wife and I are separated at the moment. We, we appreciate if you guys can respect our privacy. 
You're so evil. <laughs> Bro, my family doesn't fall for that stuff. And what's interesting is it's, it's my family and also my wife's family who share that text. So my wife's family panics and starts making phone calls. My wife, my wife's asleep. I mean, please. So I, I went to work like at six in the morning and I'm like sending these messages out. She's waking up and she's like, what the hell is going on? My brother is the first one that takes from my side of the family. And he was like, oh, I knew that was going to happen, bro. It's, it's long overdue. Oh. I figured you guys were going to be breaking up like 10 years ago. So see, those people know that I was kidding, you know, and my 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 wife's side of the family, she, they, they, they didn't really take take kind to that. Um, the only person that took it kind of seriously was my mom. She kind of had to pull over and try to call me multiple times, but Aww. I couldn't pick up the phone because I was driving. And whenever I made a turn, the phone kind of flipped out of the top of my truck and just fell on the side. I hate when that happens. So I, I could hear it going. And I'm like, dude, whoever's calling me is pretty pissed off because it can't get a hold of me. And I totally <laughs> forgot that I sent that text out. And I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, ah, whatever, it's, if it's important, I'll leave a message. Sure enough, my mom was so upset. And she told me, don't ever do that again. I thought it was serious. And um, we'll see you on Sunday for Easter. <laughs> oh That's horrible. Well Which we yeah, will discuss well more about it. So it's funny. So that was that was my prank for, for uh, April Fool's Day. I don't know if you guys had anything exciting yeah. this week. <laughs> I actually um, I actually did one last year. I told Snail about it actually on his birthday um, because it was so close to April Fool's Day. Um, and I realized that I needed to stop because I used to love doing it. So that one year I told my boss that, you know, it was really nice working for her and stuff like that, but I was resigning and I saw her face break down and she started tearing up and I had to promptly like stop and go, I'm just kidding, April Fool's. And then I just like ran out of the office, but yeah, she's never forgiven me for that. So I, I couldn't do it anymore. Yeah. yeah. We like to make people cry. How about you, Snail? Anything like that? <laughs> No. No. no, 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 sorry. We'll I didn't you. do anything. I have to April Fools myself. It was like April Fools. Is that even a? Um, I guess we we're just talking about, before the show started. We we're talking about holidays. Is that even an important or a, a well-used holiday over there in England or in the UK? It's not really a holiday, is it? Well, no, I guess. Not really. Would you it's consider? Not. Yeah, People do pranks, say. I suppose, but. Yeah, when they were kids. Yeah, now we're all grown up, we're adults. We don't do that, right? We don't do no, that. we don't do that at all. <laughs> Bad things happen when you joke. Uh, make well, people cry. <laughs> <laughs> well, this uh, TWAB came out on April 1st. And I hope from the news that we received from it, I really hope they weren't kidding because some of this stuff is pretty, pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And that, that's uh, something we're going to be discussing. So the TWAB begins like it normally does, with an introduction. And it says, Guardians are further proving their worth as Proving Grounds has become the feature Nightfall Strike. We've also added it to the Vanguard Strike playlist, so all players will now have a chance to tackle the giant tank on Nessus. So if you haven't had a chance to log in this week, it's a great time to load up the game if you've been, if you've been playing it. Uh, you're probably waiting for me to tell you something that you don't really know, but let's get to it. We played the, the mission, the strike, and it's pretty pretty cool. I like it. We discussed a little bit about it um, last week. Uh, it's a horrible, horrible nightfall, by the way. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure Snail is going to be bringing his thoughts on that. I was uh, lucky enough to have Snail Sherpa me through the uh, uh, the nightfall, 1330 yesterday uh, when I did my stream, stream night on Thursdays. And um, I was so unprepared. I was actually more of a nuisance than I was a help. 
I realise that. <laughs> yeah, with your well in the middle my well. of my um, my furiosa. My well was <laughs> so no orbs this morning. Nothing, nothing. I was like, I was even afraid to use it. I would use it like thirty feet away from you guys, but somehow you guys would gravitate towards it and be like, oh no, no orbs. I'm like, damn it, I'm not helping at all here. Oh, it was a horrible experience, but. Thank you so much. Yeah. We got it done. It's a tough one, man. It's a tough, tough nightfall. And I can only imagine for those people who are trying the grand grandmaster nightfall. That's a, that's a toughie, man. Any thoughts now mm. or Ness on that? There, there, there was that moment where we were, um, you and uh, Ginger are both dead. Uh, I had my super, so I, I was in my uh, shield, banner shield running around just there like I had two unstoppables chasing me. Like, the ah. boss is fireballs chasing me. And I've got these two in my ears going, run! Run! <laughs> I'm just running around in a circle. <laughs> Stay alive, diamond hands. Uh, and then there's a, there's a whole point where um, Ginger went down. Um, so I'm there trying to pick him up, put the shield back up. The boss bumps me away. So I come back to him. Boss bumps me away again. And I've got, got Jesse in the background going, are you actually going to pick him up? I, like, I can't get close. I'm trying. He's like, I'm trying. <laughs> oh, man. Have you had a chance to uh, play in this? I actually haven't. Um, I'm hoping that Snail will, you know, put me in his backpack tonight because yeah. I haven't tried. Well, whatever no. you do, don't use well. Don't use well, no, <laughs> for sure. Don't no, do dude. that. Don't don't do that. Yeah. Um, Rob's noted point. I must mention. Uh, do not try and fire a super through our shields because oh. uh, it doesn't work. So the numerous times he was going, there's no damage happening from my um, my arc uh, Jesus beam. Yes, yeah, because you're firing into us, not not the enemies. <laughs> oh my god! Only thing That's that goes that. through there is weapons, right? Weapon fire goes through the shield, yeah. but not not super. So, and then also wells. Wells wells are useless. Um, as a mm. as a war, as a warlock, I've never felt more useless in my life. I was not helping <laughs> at all. I at one point I realized I'm like, oh, I can throw grenades and heal you guys. And then I thought of it for like a second, and then I was like, I can't even do that. <laughs> I need to <laughs> It's not capable because <laughs> this, yeah. these things are, are hard. Oh man, yeah. that's a tough grandmaster. But uh, when you get into a rhythm, though, those shields don't have help, do they? No, it's like they, banner shield, they do banner good. shield, banner <laughs> shield. I think your only problem is the um, the lack of ammo on certain situations where we're kind of getting yeah. stuck on. So you have to be really precise, um, focus on one enemy. And then just take it down one by one. If you if you start kind of shooting throughout the whole area, it's it's it can be pretty tough because you'll start running out of ammo pretty pretty quick. So um, words of advice, there, Ness. Better so some luck right. for you tonight. Noted. Oh, uh, well. The twelve the twelve brings out some uh, changes that are going to be happening on uh, the next season, and these things are exciting. Season fourteen, and uh, with that, we'll we'll have Ness kind of bring out some of the things that's going to happen um, season fourteen. All right. So if you've been playing Destiny for some time, you're going to remember that during Black Armory and DLC, there was uh, an EXO, a very disgruntled EXO, uh, yeah. 801. <laughs> she will be returning for season 14. Um, and I'm actually excited about this. She's going to be bringing the new armor transmog, which they're calling it the armor synthesis. So if you have any sort of gear, um, the blue, even blue gear, that you actually like the way it looked, those can be used as ornaments now. So you can actually make your gear look like that. So I'm excited about that. Um, she's also gonna have randomly chosen armor mods mm -hmm. um, and a randomly chosen combat style armor mod. To include, she's also going to be selling a random set of armor. So, and it's gonna be out of the world loot. So with that being said, 
um, that's going to change Banshee. Banshee, of course, used to do the armor mods. He's not going to do that anymore. So he's actually going to have all of the, the bounties that he normally has. He's also going to have the upgrade materials, which uh, 801 is also going to have. She's going to have the upgrade module, modules, the enhancement prisms, and the ascended shards. So he's also going to have that, but he's also going to have six um, weapons available that he's going to be selling. So it's going to be awesome. two of each. Yeah, two kinetic, two energy, and two power. So every week it'll be a random stat roll. So you can, every reset, you can go to see him and see if one of the weapons that you wanted, it has a perk that you've been looking for. So that's pretty exciting. I can't wait for that. that There's is... a really important question though. What is it? What's that? It's a pause now, isn't it? Will mm -hmm. Ada be fixed? Will her ankles actually not be the, through the floor as it had been for the you past two years she was sat in the tower? You what would the, bring up the past. What about her colors now? You think they're going to fix the colors because uh, the color red community <laughs> might, might get offended because their colors are not <laughs> perfect too? What? <laughs> I thought her colors were really pretty. Once you finish the quest, she kind of turned that purpley blue kind of thing. Yeah. And I that's why she, she sunk through the floors, too heavy with color. <laughs> but you wow. know what? Um, that, that news that you brought us, uh, Nessus, is exciting. I think this is the mm -hmm. first time we're going... I mean, Ada, I believe Ada is a character that uh, Bungie did wrong in a sense that her story is is cool. It's tragic, mm -hmm. you know, what happened to yeah. her. And it seemed like we just brushed it off. I think our, our first encounter with her, it was like, she has all these hate for Guardians. Like, man, I know. who are you? What are you doing here? And all we have to do is show her a little key. And she's like, okay, you're cool. Like, oh, hey, you're cool. I like you. <laughs> so they, they butchered her story. I, I, I really hope that they may do some sort of a, a continuation of a story, um, having her as a vendor uh, in the next season, which would be kind of cool. It does raise mm -hmm. some questions, like Snail says. This is the first time we're going to get the um, a vendor refresh from uh, Banshee. So the question yeah. arises on that is that, is this going to shift metas? possibility like it did in D1. You kind of went in there and kind of tried new weapons. So our meta is going to be changing in the, the Crucible, maybe on, on PvE. Um, you're going to get different um, kinetic weapons with different roles that you haven't seen mm -hmm. before, different energy, different heavy. So that's exciting. Yeah. The other question that I had was the currency. What kind of parts or currency are we going to use to buy these weapons? I think as we stand right now, we, we have to use 100 armor or armor pieces or armor parts to buy a weapon from banshee to begin with yeah weapon parts story. yeah mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. so i don't know if it's going to be a yeah. hundred plus i know some legendary shards um so we yeah. don't know what the currency is going to be to get these weapons and if they're going to be easily available for people um i just it's really cool um also one of the things that you brought up uh ness that she's going to be carrying or uh, having variety armor focused items um so mm -hmm. i'm, I'm kind of kind of thinking about the crack oven that we have right now in the helm you think that's something that's going to be um, moved or are we going to have that empty spot in in the tower to go and visit every time that the helm which seems like a waste of space i know we were talking about waste of space yeah. in episodes like you know the farm used to be a giant waste of space because it was never utilized correctly but now no. is that that what's called the prick master prick master yeah, yeah, the, the garbage. Yeah. yeah. Is that going to be moved where Ada's at, where you can focus more Ingram? Are we going to be continue to be focusing Ingrams? There's a lot of questions that's going to happen. Is she going to be back in the same spot, like Snail mm -hmm. says, where, where we found her in the tower down there next to yeah. uh, the drift? Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's a lot of questions. But uh, the fact that she's coming back, 
is very, very interesting. The fact that she's going to be selling um, different armor pieces, like pretty much taking over for, for um, uh, taking over for Banshee. It's really, really cool. Mm -hmm. And then the fact that Banshee is getting a different role is really, really interesting. So season 14, they're giving us little pieces, little, little taste. It's, it's, it's pretty good. I like it. I like that. I like that change. Any thoughts now? It's very, it's a very D1 vibe. It yeah. feels like um, what was perfected in D1, especially with the Banshee piece, mm -hmm. we could always buy weapons in uh, 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 D1 uh, and you could um, buy random things and do random bounces to get a better weapon, couldn't you? So um, I wonder if we go down that, that route, um, it would certainly make it a better place to go. Currently, what's the point of Banshee? Yeah. Apart from buying some armor leveling up materials saying hello to him now and again upgrade yeah. cores and stuff like that mm. that's what i use them mostly for but i'm sat on like uh on like 20k weapon parts yeah yeah same it has to be same. something we can use that on especially mm. um, as a form to buy other weapons or even have them um, have different mods maybe to the point that in the future we may be able to buy mods or different mods for weapons. I don't know. The ideas are there, but like you, like you said, Sam, we do have so much weapon parts that we don't even know what to do with them. So the, yeah. one of the things that I do wish they would bring back is some of those Ada weapons, man. Those uh, season oh, yeah, Black Army weapons. Yeah. I know I yeah, hate the fact that you know things are sunset and and they don't bring back old stuff. I just felt I just felt that we didn't get a chance to really enjoy those weapons, real nice weapons. I think mm -hmm. they were well designed, but yeah. that's pretty much it. The hammer. Oh yeah. Yeah, really now. Yeah. I think the uh, sniper rifle was in Tatara's gaze. I believe it was called, right? Yeah, it's yeah, a nice that sniper. Really that one. That was an arc one. It was really nice. I used to like mm. that one. Uh, let's get into a couple of perks that people have been having concerns on, and these perks are celerity and bottomless grief. Now, if you guys don't know much about these perks, uh, celerity is fine in a lot of the trials weapons. Uh, celerity what it does is if you're the last remaining um, guardian alive it helps you out so from you being the last remaining guardian alive it ups all your stats so your target acquisition goes up your reload speed you um you're handling the incoming damage um from the enemy to you you, you get less flinch so it's a really important uh, perk on that um, when it comes to the bottomless bottomless grief that's a perk that you find on uh, adept weapons on the um, nightfalls you know some of the weapons that have those you can roll with i believe are the three that we have now which is the swarm paladrone and then also the um shadow price yep so and the what that one gives you is um it uh, refills your magazine after each takedown i believe that's the perk that it does i haven't really examined or, or talked about any of those uh, or had my chance to uh, play with any of those perks and um, those perks are pretty good. Um, there are going to be some changes coming up in season 14 on that. And Chris Proctor, who's in charge of kind of like the, the trials and also the, uh, uh, the adept weapons, I guess, for both trials and nightfalls, he was saying that some of these perks, especially the celerity, was not really being used or I mean, it's being used the way it was supposed to be used, but it wasn't something that you were getting excited about because it almost punishes you for having it. Because you're pretty much betting against yourself. If you, it, it only helps you out if you're the last remaining guardian on trials, yeah. and it's totally worthless outside of trials. You know, which is kind of nice um, because it keeps you on that specific uh, 
on game mode, but now they're saying that they're going to be changing everything on season 14. So starting in season 14, the new weapons you get are going to have the same perks, uh, the adept weapons for tra trials and and also the um, uh, knife halls, um, celerity, and also the bottomless grief, but they're going to be a little bit different where you can choose to have it activated when you're doing the um, uh, trials when you're doing the knife holes, or you can choose not to have it activated. So you can kind of switch between perks, something like that. Uh, it reminds me of the perfect example right now. It's one of the first weapons we got that has that specific, um, I guess, that specific change on the on the mods or the perks. It will be the Felwinter's Lie. Felwinter's mm. Lie, if you think about it, it has a tier with a two on top and two on the bottom, so it's like a four. So you can kind of move and choose what you want. You want to go with the Vorpal yeah. Weapon, you want to do Slide Shock, you want to do uh, Quick Draw, you want to do... Um, so it's... You can manipulate and move around according if you're going to go to PvP or PvE, which is kind of nice. So having these things done on these weapons, I think it's kind of cool, um, kind of interesting, especially it's going to keep those people who are chasing the adept weapons happy. Um, I know, Snow, you have a couple of adept weapons so yeah. far. You've done the Yeah. When everybody pulls bottomless grief, they all moan and chuck it away because when you think of it in PvE, if the whole team's down, you're not going to survive much longer in a Grandmaster. Mm -hmm. We saw in a 1330, I was just running around trying to stay alive. I wasn't trying to shoot anything because I was never going to do enough damage. Yeah. So the, the perk doesn't really work with what we're trying to do at the moment. I guess if it's got a buff on it, um, then it might be more useful. But I don't think I'd still run it because it means the rest of the team are down. I'm trying to keep you guys up. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I mean, some of the changes that are going to be doing that, especially in season 14 uh, for the Nightfall weapons, if you have that bottomless grief perk, is going to grant a permanently active uh, plus 30 in the magazine. Now, keep that in mind. That's only in the magazine. And it's not going to be on the weapon itself. You're not going to be having a paladrone with like 30 rounds on it. That's going to be a little bit too insane. But the magazine <laughs> size is just going to increase so you can be able to have more bullets on that. Uh, bottomless gri uh, grief is now fixed alternate perk in the left column on adept weapons from nightfalls so you'll be able to kind of you know switch back and forth if you want to have it activated or not same thing with trials weapon trials weapon the celerity is going to grant a permanently an active plus 20 to both reload and handling and that's a that's a pretty big um, that's a pretty big pretty big buff on on handling and also on 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 reload because if you get that roll on a 120 hand cannon, we're talking about the uh, the hammer. Um, what's it called? Ingenious, ingenious hammer, I believe. That's a that's a deadly gun with plus yeah. 20 um, handling and plus 20 uh, reload speed. That's that's going to be a pretty a pretty sought out um, adept weapon. You're definitely going to have to go out there and and and, and chase those weapons like that. Um, one of the things that Celerity is going to have is going to have that same thing. That it's going to have that uh, fixed um, right column alternate perk. So you can always switch from it if you want to go into trials or you can now carry it into something something else if you want. Um, I think that's all the thing I got from all this. Any, any other thoughts or any other questions from from this news that we're bringing out for both trials and nightfalls? Mm, I haven't gotten any no, of those things. I had to do something because it was uh, people were complaining that you do all that hard work and you get uh, a rubbish roll. Yeah. So that's mm -hmm. do something about it. I mean, I can tell you I'm never going to get an, a, a trials adept <laughs> weapon. Probably never. never. I, can, I can attempt to get a, um, a, an adept weapon on a, on, on a nightfall, but I need to like, I need to be carried. I need to multiply snail times two and have them carry me. 
<laughs> through another Grand Ambassador Nightfall, but not this week. This week is it's mm. really scary, man. I don't know. <laughs> oh, well, man. we're getting closer. We got to the boss room now. I know. But players always find a way to to cheese things, to get little shortcuts and stuff. And uh, but this one is is pretty tough. This one for sure is pretty tough. We're talking about that. Yeah. Uh, well, there was a round. cheese briefly, but they fixed it. Well, yeah. if it's in the game, it's it's legit. You can use it. That's true. I know. I call it. I call it a nerf or whatever, or, or like a cheese. But yeah, you're right. If it's if if it's in the game and you can take advantage of it, it's not considered. Yeah, it's a meant cheese. to be used then. Yeah, it's meant to be used. Uh, do you guys remember a while back? I think we talked about the um, raid along that they did. Bungie had um, yeah. some of the developers and uh, go in there and kind of play the raid. Now they're going to do something different. Um, Snell, you want to explain what's going to happen now? Yep. So next week they're firing up their stream machine again with the awkward guy presenting. Um, he was very awkward last time doing the uh, the raid, um, but uh, it was interesting watching them play the raid and then explain how they designed it. Um, I especially enjoyed the, the boss that they were explaining, which was just uh, uh, a little paper puppet that was running around, yeah. uh, which was very entertaining. Um, so they're going to do the same thing again, uh, a live version of the Pressage uh, exotic mission. Um, and uh, they'll be doing that on the Spooky Derrick ship uh, on Wednesday, the 7th of April at 10 a.m. PDT. Don't know what it is in my, my world. That's probably about five. Is it? Like that. Um, you can watch on Twitch and it's also on uh, YouTube. Um, they're after uh, questions you might have about it. So last time we did the raid one, they uh, asked for uh, questions, which is why some of the, the bits they were going uh, uh, along, they were answering kind of the questions as uh, the awkward presenter kind of tried to do in a mm -hmm. non-awkward way. Um, <laughs> we'll see what happens with this presenter. Um, but it got me thinking, so what type of questions would we ask? Um, so the first one that came to my head was uh, what came first, the story or the actual mission um, and mission design? Because actually the story is really good uh, and the, the mission kind of fits it perfectly. But, but did they get given the brief of here's the story, make something that uh, is spooky yeah. or was it... Um, let's make something spooky let's make a story to fit it um because it kind of kind of works hand in hand doesn't it? It, it's a really good mission with a really good story attached to it uh i don't know if you guys have got any questions you'd ask about uh pressage uh i think my question would be is how were they able to make oh how long does it take them to develop a mission like that in a sense of like puzzles do they think about the puzzles first or do they think about the encounters um, in the, mm. in the, in the uh, mission? I know the mission doesn't have a lot of encounters to the point where you have to fight a lot of ads. A lot of the ads are more jump scares and they pop, pop at you. But what is the, your, their uh, thought process when designing puzzles? To me, that's very interesting because um, yeah. I was stuck behind a puzzle forever. If it wasn't for Snail whistling and tapping his foot up against a, a little <laughs> hole and he's like, hey, you have to shoot here. You have to shoot <laughs> I would have just quit that freaking mission and never played again. <laughs> that's my. Well, you had Rob sat in his chair next to most of the things. Yeah, yeah. That was, that's pretty much my question. So I don't know if you guys have a different one. Ness, you got one. Um, I know the the booby traps. Like, well, I got two. The booby traps. What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> comedy relief. <laughs> yeah. Um, but also, what's the fastest time? I haven't seen that. I don't know if you guys have seen that, but I want to know how fast has a group completed it um mm. if what's the yeah. fastest time basically 
Because I know when we did it, I think the fastest time we had, and we had like maybe three minutes left, um, which I'm pretty sure for a team that they develop, it's it's yeah. super slow. So yeah, that'd be yeah. my question. I think the timings would be uh, null and void now anyway, because uh, you could get uh, a million people into it yeah. with the glitch. Uh, I reckon the timings are all to part, aren't they? Because when well, people are running through that quickly, they can easily sure melt they uh, the encounters. Oh. What? I'm pretty sure they have a legit one that they track that doesn't have nine guardians in it. Maybe. The fastest I've done it is 18 minutes. And that's pretty fast. Yeah. Hmm. That's what seven minutes off um, running out of time. So, yeah. Which then led me to another question, um, which is what is the best dungeon we've had uh, to date? Um, so, with Prasarge is the, the last one uh, we've just had, Harbinger was one before, and we've got Prophecy. Pit of Heresy, Zero Hour, Shattered Throne, and Whisper. Um, and then I started to think, well, how many times have I completed these? Um, which ones have I played the most? And the reasons why I've played them. Um, to Prasarge, I've already done 23 clears, and I've got a flawless and a day one uh, clear. Harbinger, I've done 18 clears. Uh, I've got a solo, a flawless, and a day one. Prophecy, I've done 26 clears, but I've never done any of the, uh, the flawless or solo runs pit of heresy uh, i've got 79 clears it's a bit of a difference uh, i've got a solo flawless and day one uh, zero i did seven clears shattered throne seven clears and whisper i did 11 clears but none of them did i do any of the flaws or day one things so when you look at the stats does it suggest that pit of heresy is my favorite because i've done it 79 times mm -hmm. um me and jess were speaking earlier that actually is it the reward that's uh driving that um so i did 79 clears but i was getting an ex not exotic i was getting a masterwork piece of armor each time yeah uh, and turn it into uh, selling shards to then masterwork other things um so actually was the reward driving that there wasn't really um a massive story prasad is really good for a story but it feels like when we finish the season the story's gone would i go back in if there was no pinnacle probably not um Harbinger is kind of boring to an extent. Um, the I feather agree. thing lost me altogether. Yeah. Um, prophecy is really good. Uh, and I know there's a pinnacle at the end. Uh, the story is not really relevant to what we're doing at the moment, though. Yeah. So there's a story piece there. Um, Zero Hour is a great mission. Um, I know. It's one of Jess's favourites. We'll mention that in a second. Shattered Throne is beautiful. I love that uh, dungeon. It's very long, which is why I don't tend to go into it very often. Uh, and Whisper has got the best music of all time. Mm -hmm. Just love that mission. It's brilliant. Um, but what are your favourite dungeons? Mine would be Shattered Throne. Um, okay. I liked it. I I don't have tons of clears because like you said, it is a long mission and I feel like you, you really have to be dedicated to that. Um, but I like it because it is a challenge. Um, even to this day when with our high level, um, it is really still challenging to get into even with the new supers. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I love the way it looks. I love the, but I've always loved all the, all the missions and everything associated with the Dreaming Cities. I've always really enjoyed. Dreaming City is too bad. It's going to probably disappear, but um, I've always loved how it looks. Uh, there's that mystery to it. That there's that kind of fantasy magic going, you know, space magic. 
um, that I've always enjoyed. Uh, presage I like right now. <laughs> I say right now because I'm probably gonna have it do it like 26 million times. And then <laughs> I don't those. like it anymore <laughs> to get all the rewards and everything yeah. and the lore. Um, but it's still mystery. It still has that mystery going yeah. for it. Um, for the others, I mean, Pit of Heresy, I, I think you're right. I think we did it just because of the rewards. At one point, uh, Destiny was kind of dead when Pit of Heresy came out. Like they threw us the pit um, after the moon and it was about the only thing that we actually enjoyed doing for a while. Yeah. So it, it kind of helped in that dead time. Um, prophecy is cool. I, I do enjoy Prophecy. Uh, it it kind of fell to the wayside because of the new stuff. Um, Harbinger is boring as hell and I hate it. <laughs> yeah, I can't, I can't deal with it. Um, Whisper and Zero Hour, that's your guys' favorite. I can't yeah. jump, so I hated it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll jump. Yeah. I think that's my favorite Jesse. one. Yeah, my favorite <laughs> one is uh, Zero Hour. That's always been my favorite because you're, you're, you're being, I think as I explained to you, you're being timed. Um, the mm -hmm. enemies are constantly coming at you and they're pretty tough. And then it has a match game on it. So whatever element you have, you have to have the right one to take the right shield or else you're going to be there forever. Um, the puzzles were really cool. It was more of a, I guess, trial and error at first. You just turn on knobs. And then, like I said, there's a really, really fun jumping puzzle at the end, uh, towards the end of the boss. And it kind of brings you some nostalgia because it brings you to the room where the outbreak perfected or the Outbreak Prime was kind of crafted. Um, and there's one thing we have to take into account when it comes to every dungeon that we talk about, some of them, some of those dungeons have very unique weapons attack, uh, attached to them. Mm -hmm. Zero Hour has the Whisper, excuse me, Zero Hour has the uh, uh, Outbreak Perfect. Outbreak. Outbreak, and then the, the Whisper of the Worm um, has the, um, the, the Whisper mission, whisper. I guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, there's also a dungeon that you didn't mention on your list. Now, I don't know if people could call it a dungeon. Do you remember the mission to get the uh, bad juju? Would that be oh, considered yeah. a dungeon? That was really cool. You got a story behind it. Um, so that's another one. So any kind of dungeon that's associated with a weapon, I fall in love with them. I, I, I like it. The only one is Harbinger, <laughs> even though the, the Hawkmoon is associated with it. Like you said, it just doesn't feel... It doesn't feel like a like a true dungeon. It almost feels like a mission to mm -hmm. me. A very long and annoying mission. Uh, yeah. The one dungeon that is by far the the dungeon of all dungeons that sh should be put up there. It's almost <clears throat> excuse me like a mini raid is uh, the Shatter Throne, and yeah. that one uh, to me that one has to be one of the ones in at least in the top three. So that pretty much would be one of my top three. My top three would be Zero Hour, uh, Shatter Throne, and then um, Whisper of the Worm uh, uh, of those top three to me. And the, the bottom yeah. bottom is it's going to be the uh, Harbinger. Agree. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I do remember doing Press Arch of the day um, uh, with uh, Jesse and uh, poor poor guy was uh, at the back. I could see him running around in a big circle. Not you actually lost. moving forward. And I, I was like, I'll pull you in a minute. And literally, I'd run halfway through the mission, killed half the enemies, then pulled him through. And he was like, oh, Hello, I'm here. It was, yeah, I've only done that mission a couple of times. It's it's fun. I mean, when you do it, but it's just so much stuff in there um, yeah. to, to look at. And then the guy's talking to you, so you're paying attention. It's like, it's a story going on while you're playing. Yeah. So you almost have to stop and you listen. And then you just move a little bit and you're like, What the hell? I was just here. And you get lost, and so uh, 
Yeah. And that's actually going back to your, your, your thoughts now about what questions would you will ask the team. Um, I'm thinking the question that's really important is, is how long does that process take from putting it on paper that you're going to make a dungeon from designing it, testing it and launching it? How long does that process take from them thinking, let's make this dungeon to us playing it? That'll be a cool, cool question. to yeah. ask. I think that'd be a pretty good question. So, yeah, I mean, that's pretty cool. much my thoughts on all the, all of the, um, the dungeons. Uh, the 12 continues, guys. We just put out another hot fix today, which uh, we noticed it. I believe that was a 3.1.1.2, I believe. And yeah. Um, yeah, our player support team has had the latest on what needs to be addressed and what known issues are being tracked. So with that, I believe Snail has a couple things he wants to bring out about Proving Grounds and Nightfall. Yeah, so earlier this week, uh, the Proving Strike uh, entered the uh, Nightfall playlist. Um and when the seasonal be began, there was uh, a revealed in the seasonal calendar that showed that the 30th of March Proving Ground Strike would enter the, the Vanguard Strike playlist, which confused a lot of people um, because actually it's behind a paywall because it's part of the season. Yeah. So mm -hmm. people had read it as if I'm going to get to play it for free on the 30th, but that wasn't the case because it's part of the, uh, obviously this week's, this season's... Uh, uh, strikes. So they, they did apologize. They, they've redone some of the artwork to suggest that's not the case. Um, so the free to play for all players is Arms Dealer, Devil's Lair, um, Disgraced, Exodus Crash, Fallen Saber, and Inverted Spire, Inside Terminus, Lake of Shadows, Required Forsaken, Broodhold, The Corrupted, Halalea, Ward of Nothing, Required Shadow Keep, Scarlet Keep, Cars Beyond Light, The Glass Way, Improving Grounds. So if you haven't got the DLC, then you can't have the. Uh, access to that thing um so they say so they've apologized and uh the future calendar will reflect the uh the changes that's pretty good that sucks man that sucks for people that don't don't have all of those dlcs they're actually missing out in a lot of content a lot of good strikes to begin with yeah uh but, but we don't really know what ness feels like right ness will be like forget them they don't have money they're not destiny rich <laughs> they're not destiny rich get like what's that uh what's that uh xbox pass game pass game pass it was free it was free <laughs> oh um, man well let's um let's talk about some guardian game ghost shells uh, news i guess after the patch yes yeah so it turns out that titans have another complaint they can't see their winning little ghost um, so because of that, the new patch 3.1.1, they discovered that when someone would actually equip the ghost, it would just disappear and a different ghost would show up. So this time around to address it, to give the Titans their, their, their shell back, uh, everyone's going to get it in their Postmaster. So make sure that you actually go to the Postmaster, pick it up before you actually put a, push it out of your inventory by making your Postmaster full. So yeah, I think this only affected Titans because nobody, I mean, are you guys wearing your guardian shell? I mean, I got mine, but I mean, after that whole debacle of the Titans cheating. I got one in the mail. I got one in my Postmaster though. I, I just saw that the other day. I went to yeah. my Postmaster and there was a the eagle for the Warlock, but it, that yeah. one was fully masterworked. So I grabbed yeah. my other yeah, one and I deleted yeah. it and I just grabbed that one and put it in there because you, you, you never know. That's kind of cool. Yeah, so that's, that's yeah. your gift. If you were one of those people where they were trying to put it on, which I doubt, mm -hmm. um, 
It's mostly the Titans, probably. Okay. Yeah, it's so, a pity those people have full postmasters. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm pretty sure mine is gone. <laughs> I could have dismantled it. Oh, God, those pores. <laughs> so another thing that actually came up, um, and this was actually with the launch of Beyond Light. If you hadn't noticed, uh, me and myself, Snail, and I believe Rob, we actually went into the one of the pit, the pit actually. And uh, we played it through. I think me and Snail didn't die, Rob died, and we didn't get the Flawless Triumph. So apparently with Beyond Light, there was a change where the Flawless was not gonna be given to you if you did it individually. So from here on out, it has to be a team, no wipe, um, no deaths, before you can actually get that triumph. Yeah. So if you have somebody who finds holes, falls off the map, yeah. invite them anyway. Invite me. <laughs> oh I, think, I think that pretty much um, answers our question. I don't that we mean had. to find I don't mean to find the architect issues. <laughs> they just happen. Killed by, kill by the architects every time. No, I think that answers our questions now. We're, we're talking about if you go on a raid and you're the only person that doesn't mm -hmm. die, do you get the flawless? But I guess they pretty much put a, a halt yeah. to that. Um, it, it's hard enough yeah. for three people to stay alive in a dungeon. Can you imagine mm -hmm. 60 more array? That's, that's tough. That is definitely tough. Yeah. Well, uh, any questions mm -hmm. about the uh, dungeon or the ghost shows? If not, we'll move on to cross save news, which I don't know why this is even a thing. Apparently, more people are playing the game and more people are realizing that they want to cross save and jump from uh, console to PC to console. But I'm just giving you a reminder. Uh, prior to altering the cross save setups, players should keep in mind that cross save does not permanently transfer characters account or data between platforms. In order to access your cross save character on a different platform that they originate, cross save must be must remain activated. So I haven't touched my cross save. I'm not going to. I have a cross yeah. save, so I can go from. Um, I believe I set it up from PlayStation to Xbox. So that's the only thing I've set up. If you do want to make any changes, um, at the the TWAB Bungie give a little link there where you can kind of click on it and you can uh, make changes if you want to. But man, if it's not broken, shoot, don't don't fix it. Honestly, yeah. um, and if you, I mean, I would like to still have the option to kind of uh, cross cross save but i think in the future we're going to be hitting that cross play pretty hard uh i think that i think that's used to be a, a pipe dream but i believe that's that's closer than we thought um pretty soon we're going to be able to to play some uh, matches with uh, our friends and in, in playstation and also some people on pc so that's going to be interesting to happen uh, with that but uh we get to the important part of the twab no twab can be the TWAB without any known issues. And with that, mm -hmm. we turn to our correspondent on the scene, and that is Ness. Ness, tell us about some known issues. Okay, so well-known issues. So this is actually the latest issues. Last week's issues are still there. So for the <laughs> colorblind community, Bungie is still listening. They wrote it again. It's down, it's listed. They're listening, they'll get to it. Um, there are some gameplay issues that just came up. So as far as presage that we love so much, uh, respawning, if you end up respawning in the electric wall, a lot of players are becoming trapped. Um, as far as the proving ground strikes, uh, a lot of players have been reporting that they're getting stuck under the, the moving platforms. Um, let's see, the wanted, the Arcadian 
cord bounty is no longer going to be available for spider. So if you were actually trying to complete all the world triumphs, this one's not going to complete the one for Nessus if you have not done this one yet. Uh, Zaras, Greed, Zivu, Aras, right? I said it right, right? <laughs> right? You um, Right? So that one is actually mislabeled. It is mislabeled as Fallen Walker. So not sure why that's a thing, but it's still the dude. Um, as far as Wishender, there is an issue where you cannot see through walls if you're actually in a Warlock Rift. So that is really about it. If you want more of the emergent issues, you can go on to Known Issues article on Bungie and they actually break it down. Um, they'll tell you the console issues, they'll tell you character issues and then equipment issues and et cetera. So that's all I've got. I know that- um, Back Alexa, you, uh, Thank you so much. Thank you <laughs> to our correspondent, Ness. Back oh. in the studio. Back to the studio. <laughs> um, I know uh, Snail encountered that uh, thing when you were stuck on that electric wall in the presage. We kept reviving you. You kept dying. Really? Yeah. <laughs> it's great fun. <laughs> we had that wall has actually saved my life as well. Uh, Ness was witness to uh, one of my many feats of jumping genius, yeah. where I <laughs> fell off the side yeah. of the uh, the map and used the electric wall to bounce myself back into oh, safety. And she was like, <laughs> "How did you do that?" Then I stepped back off the map and died. <laughs> uh, I can't walk in a straight line, but I can killed. jump like a master. Killed mm -hmm. by the architects. <laughs> yeah, I get that one all the time. Well, that's pretty much the uh, TWAB in a nutshell. A um, lot of stuff that we look forward to in season 14. Um, if you keep reading the TWAB, once again, has movies of the week, has the artists of the week. There's a uh, pretty cool little movie of the week. It's called A Deep Stone Lullaby in an 8-bit form. So if you listen to it, it's the uh, Deep Stone Lullaby, which is famously called that because it is the music you hear in the jumping puzzle going from the, I believe, second encounter to the third encounter of the raid. And um, they do that intro, that music in Nintendo music, I guess. It's like very 8-bitty, you know, kind of cute. Mm -hmm. want to watch that, want to listen to it. Um, two artists are being featured this week, Umbra and Meaty. Now, Umbra has a nice nice picture a uh, freehand picture of eris morn you guys should check it out and midi has a cool little picture it's almost like a comic book strip fight um it looks like uh, a bato you may have to give me some information on him still after i, I, I finish yeah this. he's um yeah go on okay so bato and catabiasis are kind of fighting um alongside shooting um monsters in the um and the Glycon. So, uh, Bato, that's the first time, uh, or I think the first time I've, I've seen that name there. Who, who is Bato? Sounds like a Mexican dude. What's up, Bato? <laughs> He's part of the um, the crew of uh, the Glycon that was with um, Catabias. Um, okay. So, there's uh, a Scion, uh, which we, we've mentioned quite a bit. Mm -hmm. um, and Bato, Bato is um, the their general sort of bodyguard uh, that comes along with them. Um, quite an old uh, old school um, cabal guy uh, yeah. with a heavy machine gun. Uh, he was pretty cool, I've got to say, and the little stories about him are quite cool. Um, yeah. But yeah, he, he was uh, just looking after Catabias. He was his bodyguard. Yeah, that was, that was a cool little drawing. That was a cool little drawing the guy did. It looked really interesting. You guys should definitely check it out. Bato and Catabias. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's actually no... The story ended. Stan, what are we going to talk about? Man? We we're just talking about this. The, 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 the story you were bringing us each and every week, it just it just stopped happening. And, and, and it, was, it was sad, but at the same time, 
we know something else is going to be brewing in the future, but uh, yeah, I did say last week. I thought this was the end of the uh, the story now till uh, that sort of final uh, couple of weeks of the season. Where I think we get a bit of a pickup to go into the following season, um, which then brings me to a question: um, Is there any bits of law people want me to cover in the corner until we get there? Um, so off the back of that, um, Jesse did email me uh, and say, uh, "Oh, can you tell me more about?" Uh, Marasov uh, and what's happening to her, um, to which I did a little bit of um, digging. Um, Can but, I, uh, you want me to tell my question that I had? Yeah, go on. Yeah, because I, I called, I uh, uh, emailed uh, Snell and I told him, you know what, who I haven't heard in a while from, and and, and that's Marasov. And I told Snell from the, the rich story that we've been getting from the crow, like, man, she has to know that he's alive, or, or does she know that he's alive, or does she know mm-hmm. that he's no longer you know, Aldrin, he's the crow. Uh, what is her, her, her moves? What's going on? Does she know that we're wielding darkness? Cause she's been out, out for a while. I, I believe the last time we talked to her was uh, when we used to go visit the queen, like once every, yeah. I guess, uh, week during, uh, I believe it was a uh, curse week. Right. Yeah. And that must've yeah. been why, almost about a year. I want to say, I'm gonna take a stab maybe say about a year. We haven't had contact with her a little bit less. So yeah. it got me thinking, like, what is she up to? What's going on? And, and is she going to play an important role in the future? And I have a feeling she might. So that's why I, I, I contacted Snail and said, hey, man, give us some news. Anything you find out, <laughs> be kind of cool. Let me, let me know. <laughs> the correspondence in the field of the Dreaming City. Yeah. And trench coat, microphone, where I was interviewing some uh, Awoken, asking what was going on. Um, but the last time we saw her, um, she disappeared from the throne room. And left in the throne room was on her table was a hologram of one of the pyramid ships. Yeah. So she's gone off to um, confront the darkness as far as uh, we're known. In fact, I think she's trapped between the light and the dark at the moment. Anyway, um, but I think what we'll find is uh, she'll be part of this... Um, piece with a vault of glass returning because last time we had the vault of glass uh as part of um destiny um she was um instrumental in what was going on or she was really intrigued what was going on um so she's she was she's a real part of the story um she sent kate Cade on many missions trying to find vex that could get her into the vault of glass so there must be something she knows about the vault of glass that we need for the future um, so I think we might see a comeback uh, in in that sort of format, um, and it might tie up what's happened in the Dreaming City. And if we're going to lose Forsaken um, just after that, it all kind of ties up loose ends because I think we'll find we'll save the Dream City from its curse. Um, the Vault of Glass will uh, give us the answer to something. We might get the Fifteenth Wish at some point. Yeah. Um, the curse will be lifted. No point going back to Dreaming City because it's now safe and there's lots of happy awoken, having barbecues and um, chilling as you do. Darkness in the background. Who cares about them? <laughs> chilling, he says. Chilling. As, as you do. <laughs> uh, but I, th- I think that's what we'll probably uh, see happen. It's the only way I can see it coming back quickly. Um, if we're going to leave it to Witch Cream, um, then um, you know Mara is the mirror of Oryx. So... We, we could get her at that point. Um, but then technically, Aldrin is uh, also um, a mirror because the Sov family is all mirrors of... He's uh, royalty of, still, right? Right? Is he considered, considered royalty? As well, well, he's not alive. 
So we keep referring back to Aldrin, but Aldrin's dead. Yeah. What we've got in Crow is a different person. Mm. It's just Aldrin's body. Um, which must smell by now, because it should have decayed, surely. <laughs> He's a zombie. That's what I'm saying. He's a zombie. Go back. We're zombies. So are we? So are we, though, right? No, but it makes me go back to the point that why Team Monster is way better than Team Dino. <laughs> Team Dino, the homie. Let it go. Hey, look, not according guy. to Green Titan. Yes. <laughs> Chaperone users have to Shout be out to Green Team Titan. Dino. <laughs> Team Dino guy. Team and Dino. He, he will teach you how to use a chaperone. That's okay. straight, so, from his, straight, straight from him. I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much the uh, the show, guys. And uh, yes, Snell has that question for you guys. If you guys have any specific lore story that you want him to discuss, uh, once we get to the very end of our introductions, he'll give out the information uh, where you can send messages, ask him, Discord, Twitter, Facebook. You can ask him, you can tell him what you want to talk about, and uh, he'll give you his uh, honest opinion, and we will send him on the spot. If you want to talk about Mars, we will send him to Mars. If you want to talk about what's going on in the um, uh, who knows, the um, Leviathan, even though the Leviathan's gone, we will send him there because this is our <laughs> hardcore, our correspondents are. Our correspondent Snail and our correspondent Ness. <laughs> uh, in the field. In the field. Taking <laughs> notes. Taking names. <laughs> Thank you guys for joining us. This was episode 24. Ever so close to our silver anniversary. Episode 25th. Which we're going to be discussing things. Fun things we can do on that episode. On um, possibly the next episode. We got to check in with, uh, with some friends of ours. Uh, we have some ideas. But we will let you guys know what's going to happen for the, the next episode. But with that, my name is Vega6417. You can find me online, Xbox Live. That's my gamer tag. You can find me on, I believe, Twitter. And my handle is Jasubius. You can also find me on Twitch TV backslash Triple Vega, where I stream each and every Thursday. And thank you all for those who come by and visit me and say hello. That makes my day. Thank you guys for watching me. Uh, with that, uh, Ness. All right, my name is Linness One on Twitch and Xbox. And thank you, Sarah Bear Four, for friending me. Um, let's see, uh, for Instagram, personal Instagram is AlexisB1. And um, also run the Instagram for a genuine apathy. So it's genuine underscore apathy. We want to shout out to all our friends at TLC, especially uh, Darth Jig, the Green Titan, and uh, I think a Ruthless Raider, all of you who have actually been sending out all of our information and helping us actually get our, our podcast out there. So we really appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. Subscribe and save. Right? Save, right? Yeah. Like coupons. <laughs> My bad. <Yeah. laughs> Subscribe and like. That's the one. <laughs> so I'm I'm Wynn Snail two two six eight. Had a brilliant birthday card that suggested my uh my name is Wynn Snail two two four eight two six something or other, which is quite entertaining. But they said there's only one Ross, which is true. So yeah. there is only one Ross. But yeah, I'm Wynn Snail two two six eight. And actually, um, I thought my uh invite to be friends with uh, Sarah Bear was lost because she sent it to two two six seven. But I had an invite too, so I well, you're not on your own. Sorry, Ness. Yeah. Now you're it. Thanks. <laughs> so you can find me on Instagram and uh, windsnail1 because apparently there's another one there as well. Uh, the rest of the stuff is all windsnail um, apart from uh, Twitter, which is my real name, Ross Heath, although it does say 
Gwyn Snell as part of that as well. So if you're going to message me about law stuff, uh, send it on Twitch, Twitch, Twitter, um, Instagram or Discord. That'd be cool. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you, Ness. Thank you, Snell, for joining me for another another episode. Uh, we're back to recording on Friday, so this episode's going to be freshen out Saturday morning for everybody. And yes, guys, we have a YouTube channel now. We haven't really uh, announced it because we're still kind of working out the kinks, but we have some fresh new backgrounds produced by Ness. You can see them right there. Boom. I believe this is me right here. Yeah, this is me right there. I love yeah. that one. And Snell is right above him. There it is. See? So that's <laughs> the three warlocks. So yeah, check it out. <laughs> Snell's above us judging us. <laughs> <laughs> three warlocks podcast. Uh, search that on YouTube. Hit the subscribe button. Um, each episode we go in there, I'll launch it, uh, put it out there so you guys can see it raw and uncut because the edited version will be on podcast form. We also have, I'm going to have to go back in my... I guess my archives, I have some videos or interviews that we've had with some of our friends, Peak. We've had Darth Jig. We've had uh, Duke is Cool. We had Saber. I want to contact them individually and see if I can give me permission if I can post those on YouTube. So those will be kind of fun. So, Dude, we'll have- I was wearing my pajamas most of the time. And like, that's why I have to ask for Why? <laughs> why don't you should be asking us? <laughs> We didn't have fancy backgrounds. You know what I can do is I can blur out your face, <laughs> like one of those, like, like one of those police. police like, <laughs> I should, I'll so turn, we'll have you know, like you're voice. in the, you're alter your conflict. voice. Yeah, I can mess with a blurred your... out face. What is going on? <laughs> what was your question? <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, um, I'll, I'll check with everybody. And if it's some of those cool things we have, um, if we can actually get those videos out there, we'll put them out there if, if they're lost. Because I don't know if I still have them in my computer. I had to do some deep, uh, deep cleaning. But uh, check out the videos, guys. We'll work on some, uh, maybe some montages here in the near, near future. Some uh, videos of us going into dungeons. The three warlocks tend to do a couple of little things here and there together and we usually tend to record it and then we'll, we'll share it with you guys it's kind of kind of cool anything destiny related anything destiny news we'll bring it to you guys there um yeah thank you so much guys this was episode 24 we will see you guys next week and always remember when in rome baby when in rome, when in rome. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye.